Welcome, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm Nate. I'm here with Jimbo. What up, what up? How we doing? We are doing well. We are doing well. And we are doing well because we are about to talk baseball. The best time to talk about baseball is all the time. It It is true. Now, I will <laughs> admit something here. Uh-oh. I will admit something. It turns out that... I was so disinterested in the World Series. And, like, I've been disinterested in even, like, looking at baseball stuff. And I was like, man, what's going on here? The Brewers really did destroy my heart and soul this year. It was, yeah, that was I tough for you guys. I felt bad. It, that was, that was, like, if we had just had Josh Hader and lost, that's one thing. Trading Josh Hader away and then having what happened, <laughs> a whole nother thing that, like, just, I mean, the players didn't look like they had any fight, nothing. So, like, that destroyed me. But uh, we're back to g- regain. Jimbo, help me regain my love of baseball. Well, you know, that's actually one of my specialties. So I'm glad you asked. Yeah, perfect. And, well, well, how about this? One way, there's actually a cool quote. Derek Jeter said said something, and I'm not. It's not going. I'm not going to quote by quote because I'm probably going to. Is this, a, is this exactly a promotion just... for arena club? No, no, not at all. It was, <laughs> it was saying about, he goes, I love Joe Tur Joe Tur Tori always said, um, like analytics are great and all that, but you can't take a guy from Wisconsin and plug him into New York and, and re- like, and just think he's going to be able to perform <laughs> with, with the crowd that's going on in New York or with the, like the atmosphere. So I thought that was interesting because I am an analytical guy. I love the numbers, but I'm also very pro, like the intangibles, like the 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 feel, like the the flow or the clubhouse and the manager of, you know, how does the manager talk, you know, lead the team and all that. So I don't know if that's motivating to you, but I mean, it, it does help to know that there's other things. Um, but uh, more specifically, you can't take a guy from Wisconsin, throw him in the bright lights of Seattle, and have him do well. Shout out Jared Kelmick. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, I, I just real quick, I, I hate to harp on the Brewers, but like, there's rumors <laughs> that we're going to trade Woodruff. There's rumors that we're going to trade Burns. You know, probably one or the other. And it's just like, man, if the Brewers couldn't make it to a to a postseason with those two guys fronting their rotation. When are we ever going to win a World Series? And the answer is probably never. No, there's always – you just never – it's all about – but it's also like those guys could have – you know, it's all ah, – it's such a – you could have – like every team is capable of winning the World Series besides the Tigers talent-wise. It's just does it click all at the right time? Okay. Like the Phillies – we were – remember the, the, our, the podcast before the playoffs started? We didn't think the, the Phillies were going to get out of the first round. Like we didn't even like consider them. Yeah, it's true. And they made the run of the World Series. And they, well, yeah, but they also had like you know they also have a two hundred forty dollar million dollar payroll. True, true. But when we're talking like if if we if we rewinded and both of us were the same way, we we're like, dude, can they really beat the Braves? And we we're like, I don't know way. And it's just if you get hot at the right time, man. Yeah, that's fair. It just kills me. It kills me because like twenty eighteen, the Brewers made it within a game of going to the World Series. Grissom. Brandon Woodruff was a reliever. Corbin Burns wasn't on the team. And yet, and yet we were a game away, you know? 
And it's like, how do we go from that to what we have now? And we had the third most home runs in baseball last year, but we couldn't make it. But I digress anyways, because this is not – I do not want to talk about the Brewers today. But one, Sorry, one last question. was That was the game when they lost that playoff. Was that the Trent Grisham where he dropped? No, that was that was 2019. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, when he dropped the ball, Josh Hader dropped the ball. Nationals go on to win the World Series. Yeah, that was yeah. tough. But we digress. Yeah, we, we do, we do. Um <clears throat> So anyways, anyways, what I want to talk about today is we're in this, we're in the off season, firmly in the off season. Um, qualifying offers just went out. Oh, the Astros. I assume you saw that the Astros did not bring back their GM, mm-hmm. uh, click or whatever his last, his last name is. Um, so he's gone. So David Stearns might go there now. Who knows? But, uh, very interesting move to have a GM win a World Series and then offer him a one-year deal at $1 million or something like that and then have him decline looking for a larger deal and then being like, nah, you can you can leave. Like, what? There had to be some. Now, I know yeah. most of the team is probably built by Jeff Lunau, right? But mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Weird. Weird to say the least, but we won't get any more into that. Uh, two subjects today. So one, um, free agency is about to start. So we wanted to go through some of these free agent lists and just uh, talk about like, hey, what would you like to see? And then number two, and we're going to start with this one. You can only buy one of these guys. And the guys are Julio Rodriguez and Wanda Franco, obviously two of the top, top young guys in the league. But you can only buy, and one is coming off a of rookie of the year in which he was very fun. One is coming off of a disappointing year but they still have talent. So I wanted to go through like their fan graphs, um, their fan graphs, uh, scouting reports before they were called up. I want to go through their stats from this year and last year. And then I want to go through um, their card prices and try to figure out what you and I think would be the better option here. Yeah. I would. Um, so let's start with that. So, when we're looking at Wander Franco and Julio Rodriguez, I've got both their fan graphs, 2021 graduate report and 2022 graduate report. So Wander, first off, was given an 80 future value out of 80. That's insane. That never happens. Julio was given a 65, which is still an insanely good, insanely good, but it's not an 80. 80 is top of the line. 80 is impossible to get. I'm shocked they gave him an 80. That's how highly everyone thought of Wander Franco. So when you hear his stats later, remember, guys that are thought of this highly don't usually become bumps. You know? Like this is this is this is Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, you know, any any number one pick that's been well above every other number one pick, Flagaro Jr. That's the type of level we're talking about. Julio was a very good number one pick, but he wasn't he he's the number one pick that you see like every year. There's always 65 future value guys. They're really insanely good. Some become MVPs and yada yada yada, but it's not 80 future value. Like that's like I mean, that is as good as it gets. Prospect mm-hmm. rankings. Yeah, it it's unheard of. It it really is. I wish I could go back and see how many 80s there are. I bet there's a handful tops tops. Yeah. Um, so then let's go to fielding. Uh, Julio's given a 45 field, but he is 
that's a little unfair. He has really worked on his game. Um, he is above that, right? I I think I think he is probably an above average outfielder, and uh, they have him as being a below average. So that's not really fair. I do think you gain value there. And if you put Julio at a 55 field instead of a 45 field, you know, we might be talking about a 70 future value guy um, as opposed to 65. So keep that in mind. But Julio 60 speed, 50 future, Wanderers 60, 60. That is because of, you know, projecting Julio's body to grow. Um, and he should lose a step or two as he gets older because he's a big body. He's a big body dude. He's a uh, 6'3". 180 pounds, whereas Wander is only 5'10. Mm-hmm. Um, raw power, Julio given a 70 future value, and Wander given a 55. Now, what gets interesting here is game power, Julio, 70 future value, Wander, 60 future value, even though he had 55 raw power. And that just goes to show you that you get those guys that have huge raw power and terrible hit tool. And they have a poor game power. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have a guy like Wander who has such a stinking good hit tool. They're like, yeah, he only has 55 raw power, but we think he's going to do so much damage with the bat. We're willing to get bump that up uh, half a grade to 60. And speaking of bat, Julio was given a 55 future hit and Wander in 80 top of the line future hit. And so like, both absolutely amazing prospects, but we're talking about a dude in Wander that like they don't give out 80s willy nilly. That's a lot of there's a lot of thought that goes into this, and there's a lot of thought that goes into giving a kid an 80 hit tool also. And so you got a kid who they projected to be above average at everything, along with an 80 hit tool. It just doesn't disappear. He dealt with injuries, all that stuff. And and the reason I'm harping on this is because his prices have gotten so cheap that it's like it's almost insane not to buy him. So let's cover their statistics. Yes. Uh, keep keep in mind that Julio, 21 this year, Wander, 21 this year. Wander played in the big leagues at the age of 20. So this year, Wander was a 117 OPS, Julio 30 percentage points better at 147 OPS plus. Um, I meant Wander 117 OPS plus. I don't think I added the plus on there. Uh, Wander 746 OPS, Julio 853. So obviously Julio has the bump in both those spots. Um, Wander slugging 417, Julio 509. Julio gets the big bump there. Wander on base percentage 328, Julio 345. Julio gets the bump there. And also um batting average 277 for Wander, 284 for Julio. So Julio gets the small bump there. And he also gets a bump in the larger differential between on base percentage and batting average. Um, I kind of like to look at that just to be like, okay, he got on base, he he gets a hits this often and you know. 0.5% is walks or whatever. You get my point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, by and large, Julio was the much better hitter this year, without oh, a yeah. doubt. He, but here's the interesting part. So, Julio, 25 stolen bases, seven caught stealing. Wander, eight steals, zero caught stealing. 
He also had 26 walks to 33 strikeouts. Julio, 40 walks to 145 strikeouts. Wander doesn't walk a ton, but he he walks a decent amount. Um, We're talking about uh, 50 points difference between his batting average on base compared to um, a 60-point difference for Julio. That's not that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good still. And the fact that he doesn't strike out means he's always putting the ball in play. Now, the issue is, is that he had 20 doubles, which is not bad. Three home, three triples, six home runs. You want to see more power. He had less home runs in 13 more games in like 40 more plate appearances. Um, so like across the board, across the board and for Julio, he had 25 doubles, three triples, 28 home runs across the board. Julio's season was significantly better, but yeah. Wander has played age 20, which, you know, should be a feather in his cap. He also had an 810 OPS, uh, 127 OPS plus none of his, neither of his years are as good as Julio's. And there is some concern, of course, that he doesn't actually grow into that 60 future power. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's one thing that I wanted to bring up and it's funny because in the beginning, the Derek Jeter quote that I, that I brought up, you know, stats are great, right? It's a, it's a baseline for us to look at and all that good stuff. But one thing that, that if you were just, you know, let's say maybe you don't dive too deep into baseball and you, you know, you're looking at certain players and you're comparing the two and let's say you look at their stats and there's like a couple of variables that, that are forgotten. Like, Wander this year, wrist injury mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. wrist injury. He tried to play through it. And remember the beginning, the, the beginning of the season. Oh my gosh. He looked like one of the best hitters. I've like approaches all of that. Like I was, I, I would turn, I would watch the Rays just to watch him every single, like I, I would every night I would be like, I want to go watch the Rays uh, to watch Wander. And I remember texting you. Remember that? I was like, dude, why do I buy anyone besides Wander? Mm-hmm. Because when he's healthy, he was like fantastic. And then he got hurt. He tried to play through it. And so the first thing I did when we, when you said we were going to do this, I brought up his, his splits. So March, like and, March, you're beating, April, me, you're beating me to the punchline, but I like oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. See, that's <laughs> no, what's you, fun about this. When we don't like, when we don't really talk ahead and we're like, Hey, let's do it raw. And let's just talk uh, like when live stream is great. But then at the same time, we both think so similar that a lot of times what we're planning one of us will bring up ahead of time, but it's okay. I want I want you you bring up his bring up his splits uh, from the last seven days, last fourteen days, last twenty eight days. Perfect. Oh. So I'll do it by month because I wanted to do. And what I looked up was like when his injury was. So March and April, twenty games, uh, four home runs, and I'm just gonna I'm not gonna go down the deep stats, but just in general, twenty games, four home runs, uh, three thirteen average in March and April fantastic was looking great gets hurt has the wrist injury and he tried to play through it and then in may 25 games uh zero home runs and was hitting 232 july or june rolls up four games zero home runs hitting 176 and then i think he tries to come back in july and then there was a setback he played nine games one home run and he was hitting 250. Then in September and October, he comes back fully healthy, was in the minors, was doing great in the minors. He looked he looked like 
he looked like old wander 25 games one bomb one home run uh and uh was hitting 322 average eight doubles one triple yeah like in the other I mean, sense 10, 10 extra base hits is important yeah but just like just as like a quick overview of showing like hey some of these injuries like these stats don't like you dive a little deeper in and I, this is i love julio too honestly i think he he was way more exciting way better of a player coming out of the gate than i ever thought because in the beginning of the season he looked lost i was like dude this guy needs to get sent down and he needs a full year in the minors again re like redo his approach at the plate but then he figured it out which is very impressive that he figured it out in the bigs during his rookie year at how young he is that shouldn't mm-hmm. like that i was I was like, wow. <laughs> um, but with Wander, like that, that's, it's, I don't know. It's a discount right now. I wouldn't say his stuff is like, his stuff is on a discount. I wouldn't say his stuff is cheap. It's on a discount. Yeah, it's not, it's not cheap, right? It's not cheap, but it is, it is, um, It is significantly cheaper than Julio. And um, as for this, as for the splits, it was very important to bring those up because it's like, yeah, he had that injury, a big injury, an injury that for a guy with quick hands that that whose whole game plan is putting bat on ball. Exactly. You, you take away the wrist, you take away any thump he has. Um, he's probably, he's probably hitting weak little grounders, that type of stuff. Cause he didn't strike out yeah, even he's when he's hitting 77, he still struck out two times, two times in four games, four times in nine games. Um, and when he struggled in may, he struck out 11 times in 25 games. You know, he's still, he still struck out once every other game or less, which is, which is crazy in today's day and age. You get guys that strike out two times a game, you know? Well, okay, that's not that's not true, but you get my point. There's guys that strike out 200-plus times a year, which there's only 162 games, so two times a game would be 300 strikeouts if they played 150 games, which would be insane. Um, but there, there's, there is there is there's statistics, right? There's end-of-season statistics, and I think that's what's driving Wander's market right now, and then there's – Hey, wait, this guy was really good at the start of the season. He was really good in the 2021 playoffs in the 2021 season when he had a 10 OPS. He was great in the playoffs. He didn't shrink shrink from the moment. And then he gets into the season 20 games, 912 OPS. Okay. That's really good. Injured, injured, injured 25 games, 853 OPS. That's really good. And if you even dumb it down on the last part, even less, if you just go last 14 days, he had 986 OPS. If you just go the last five games of the season, he had a 1,326 OPS. So the farther he was getting away from that injury, the better he was getting. And um, this doesn't this doesn't include his uh, his playoff stats from this year, which you know I didn't get to see the Rays really play, so I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure even how he did if he did anything in the playoffs. Let's find it here real quick. Postseason I, batting, he hit 111, 200, 111. Like, yeah, a tough time in the playoffs. Cleveland pitching staff is nasty. Uh, they obviously beat the whole Rays team, so it's not like it's just on Wander. And it, this is nothing. This is nothing to say, 
you know, Julio is is a bad deal compared to Wander. Julio is great. You covered it. You covered all the reasons Julio is amazing. It's just what's crazy to me is I'm going to bring up their prices here. So a Bowman Chrome Auto PSA 9. Last sold for Wander on October 9th for $610. On October 9th for Julio, it sold for $1,038. That's a 400 some dollar difference. Today, the last sale today, $601. Um, Wait, is that true? That might not be true. Oh, no. Last sale is $880. So if you figure that it's dropped $200 from the October 9th height, Wander could possibly also be dropping. Maybe not by $200, but if he drops by the same percentage, percentage points, you know, we could be talking about something... 550 you know for the next wander psa 9 and this is a dude and he has cheaper tops chrome out now and stuff you don't even have to settle on bowman chrome you could get tops chrome you could get tops flagship um you could get other companies this is a dude who is dare i say severely like for being expensive severely undervalued dude there's a oh man yeah, sorry, I went down a rabbit hole, but I wanted to bring this up too. What one thing you know we talked about, um, you know, probably hitting the ball on the ground a lot. This is why I love fan graphs. So I brought up the the ground ball percentage. So in March and April, ground ball percent percentage was forty two percent, forty two point seven percent. So that's when he was healthy. May was when the injury started. Uh, it was a fifty one point eight percentage ground ball rate. Ooh. Comes back September October. 37% ground ball rate. There you go. So the, I mean, wrist injury, the wrist is everything. And a lot of times when you roll over on a ball, like a lot of times it's weak wrist. Like they say, it's a lot of times it's a lot of it's in your wrist. So he probably was probably, I don't know. He's, I would, I would love to talk to him to say he was probably doing overcompensating on something and it was just rolling over. And um, that's the part I love about analytics, like that kind of stuff, diving deep. But the, the other stuff where it's like sometimes you can take for a grain of salt where you take you, you look at the other stuff to to allow you to look deeper into what's going on with the player if you really want to get into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad you looked that up because I didn't even think about looking actually looking up the ground ball percentage and actually finding it. But there you go. Yeah. Injury, not only a drop in performance, but an increase in red flags. Right. Ground ball mm-hmm. percentage increasing like that is a red flag. Um you bring you 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 make him healthy again, and where does that go? That goes right back down. If Wander, see, he doesn't have he, maybe he doesn't have the most over the fence pop in the world, but if Wander is healthy, he's hitting the line drives and he's hitting the ball like a rocket, and he's getting those doubles. He's going to be getting those triples. He's going to be getting over the fence, and you know maybe he settles in maximum at twenty home runs in a year, but he also might have forty doubles and ten triples. Yeah, he'll probably you hit know? 325. Yeah. So I myself, I'm in love with Wander, and I am going to try to convince Aaron that any extra slab socks funds we have need to go towards Wander. We did it. We bought a uh, Father's Day Blue a couple of months ago for BGS9 for like 300 bucks, and uh, I want to I want to keep going on on that train. Uh, get more and more and more Wander. Yeah, if possible. 
I and, sold- and, and real I sold- quick on Julio, because really why I did this, I wanted to set it up so that I could drive home the point about how cheap Wander had become. And I feel like it's a disservice to how good Julio was this year. I mean, he led as a rookie, 21 years old. He leads the Mariners back to the postseason for the first time in 21 years. This dude's the this dude's the real deal. He's mm-hmm. so good. He's got a ton of pop. He hit um, 28 home runs this year as a 21-year-old. Yeah, we're looking at a guy who's going to be routinely hitting 40 home runs when he gets into his late 20s. Like, I have no doubt about that. If you get him into – Wait, did he sign a long-term contract with? No, no I don't think Mariners. So. I'm making that up. I don't know. So many guys are getting them now that now I'm going blank. Um, he did. He's signed through 33. Wow. Yeah. Good for the okay. Mariners. All right. So I don't know. Like, ideally, I'd like him to be in a smaller ballpark. And see what he can do, but 28 home runs as a 21 year old <laughs> in the Mariners ballpark. I mean, there's no ballpark that's going to hold him. It was just if he played in, you know, Miller Park next year, I think he could probably hit 40 next year, type of thing. But, uh, but the dude is a real stud. It's just if I'm looking for value, like I wouldn't, I would, I would not be sad about buying a, a Julio Rodriguez, any Julio Rodriguez card right now. That's yeah. how good I think he is, and I think he's just going to keep getting better as he matures and stronger and all that good stuff and um, learning major league pitching. And next thing you know, we're going to be having 1,000 OPS seasons from Julio Rodriguez. I have no doubt about that. But from a strict value standpoint, um, you know, Wander is just hes just too cheap compared I, to some of these other guys. I 1,000% I agree. And this – and I am by no means – I love – like very, very impressed by Julio Rodriguez too where I think they're – like he's a very interesting player too. I think the long term, like he's going to be – I feel like he he's going to control the West Coast. I feel like people on the West Coast are going to absolutely love him, you know, nationwide. But I think – I feel like we haven't had that young – like the Acuna, the Juan Soto. Well, I guess we had Tatis over on the West Coast. But some of that, I think he could really, you know, control the – the like north northwest or yeah northwest pacific northwest yeah pacific northwest pnw also, yeah because you got to also realize too i was i pulled up his splits march and april was basically a wash for him like he had an absolutely horrible beginning of the year the mm-hmm. fact that he ended with the stats he had very impressive like he had zero homers the first 20 games so that is crazy like what if okay like what if you put you know give him an extra five home runs, um if he had an extra month like if he played an extra month uh, after the season and he washed the first month, he probably would have ended up with thirty thirty five you know he was he improved like now now to be fair, <laughs> guys guys do go through these these slumps he didn't go through it middle of the season maybe a little bit in August, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, slump at the start or slump in the middle. That will probably happen at some point, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to bring that up. But, yeah, no wonder. It's crazy that, man, honestly, even I kind of forgot about him. So I'm glad you brought you brought him up today because it kind of reminded me, what am I doing? That you should be buying him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. dude, if I look up here, let's let's 
And he was fun fact: his Bowman first was also in the same set as Julio. Yep, like him and Juan. And Marco Luciano and Joey yeah. Bart. One of my favorite sets to rip. I yeah. All right. Um. So, a <coughs> Green Wave, Green Wave number to ninety nine, November fourth, one hundred twenty two bucks for a Topps Chrome Green Wave. It's not no small. It's no small chunk, but it's also not that bad of a deal, right? Let's go. Let's let's look up Topps Chrome Blue. Um. Out of 150, 275 best offer November 8th. Uh, Logo Fractor Blue, 305 November 6th. Like, it's pretty good. And and we bring up these two rookies, and we haven't even, like, covered O'Neal Cruz. Who, O'Neal Cruz, like, did he have the best year? No. Did he do things we've never seen on a baseball field? And if he ever figures it out, it's, like, game over for everyone else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, is there a risk? There's much more risk in an O'Neill Cruz than a Wander or a yeah. or a Julio, for Tremendous. sure. But O'Neill Cruz, uh, tops Chrome Blue. Let's look that up. Wander was three hundred five. Blue logo fractor eighty dollars, eighty dollars, sixty dollars. Blue way Ray Wave Auto three fifteen. Like. Blue blue wave out of 75, 161. Like we're this is this is cheap, cheap stuff. Um relatively. Like my wife wouldn't consider a hundred and sixty dollars on a car to be cheap, right? Yeah. She'd say, What are you doing? Um <laughs> oh, I get that. I get but, that. But it's it's like there's some you have Wander who is who is Coming off an injury and a good time to buy, you've got O'Neill Cruz, who's cheap and like has insane in talent. Will he get there? I don't know, but he has insane talent where it's like probably worth risking something on him because this is a dude who could conceivably hit 50, 60 home runs if he wanted to, all 120 miles per hour. And then you've got Julio Rodriguez, who seems like a sure lock to be a 40 home run hitter in the future, even though I said the same thing about Eloy Jimenez. So, uh, but unlike Eloy, Julio is an athlete who should probably stay healthy and who can play defense and steal you bases also. I mean, is a 40-30 season possible for Julio? I'd say yes. Yeah, I I mean, I agree. I think he can do everything. Yeah, he could be like an Acuna. Like he's got this, he's got, he's a five-tool athlete. So just so many, so many studs this year, and it doesn't even cover Bobby Witt Jr. or anybody like that. Um, it, it's 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 a great time if you're looking for cheaper, especially right now with going into recession, all that stuff. If you're looking to get some your hands on some cheaper uh, cards, of these guys, and just hold for a few years, not bad to do it right now. Yeah, I know that's what I've been thinking when I was evaluating my card portfolio it's like okay what what are some cards that i would i wouldn't mind if i if, if they were locked in a cell somewhere for two years and i wasn't allowed to touch them wander franco o'neill cruz yeah. julio i mean how could you go wrong with choosing 21 year olds you know 
Yeah. yeah. By the time we're <laughs> say this recession lasts for a while, by the time we're out of it, we're talking about we're talking about guys who will be 24. Yeah, that's true. Also, I mean, if these clubs are giving these young guys 10 million and all that, like it's also you should have a pretty good like if they have faith in them and that kind of money. I mean, you, you should you know you shouldn't take it for a grain of salt. I mean, like Swanson, like they didn't give Swanson a deal early because maybe they didn't like you know see, like what they were seeing. Like obviously he's a great player, but they didn't you know they didn't see like a like a Michael Harris. They're like, oh yeah, we like what we see with him. Yeah, we gotta lock him up. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting stuff like now, that. Now, now you can be led astray locking up. I don't know, say Christian Yelich. True, but that's that's all. There's a different factor there where. You know, he what they gave him the deal after the MVP. Yeah. Like, so he won the MVP. He had the other MVP runner up season in which he broke his kneecap. They gave him the deal and then he just hasn't. Yeah. It but turns out breaking your kneecap is pretty, uh, pretty, uh, probably pretty mentally draining and physically draining, uh, thing to happen to you. And yeah. probably, it probably has you on a little bit of a mental guard every time you're at the plate thinking I could break my kneecap again. That sounds excruciating. Yeah, it's definitely not fun. But the way I look at it is like when when a player gets a big deal after, you know, MVP, the team is kind of paying for that, for that. Like they're repaying them for that. And it's kind of like for a PR move. But when you give a yeah. guy, a young guy, a 10-year deal and all that, like when you already have control over, like have controllable years and he hasn't done anything like that, really done anything for you yet. I feel like that's different. Like, I feel like that's a different investment. That's a different, I don't know, like, like a, like a wow. Like, a, hmm, okay. Maybe like, a, we got to try to keep this guy in. Yeah. Um, you know, what's weird. <clears throat> so Julio's contract, 6 million in 2020, in 2023, 12 million in 2024, and then 20.1 million from 2025 to, 2029 and then 2030 2031 2032 2033 2034 are 18 million dollar player option option may increase or be replaced i don't even know what that means but 18 million dollar player option is like there's no way he accepts that oh i mean you gotta also look at cody bellinger yeah that's true that's the thing that's that's the thing with player option Accidentally clicked one of those ads. Um, yeah, that that is true. Where you don't expect that player to ever accept something like that, and then we get to a point where, oh, actually, he's not that good. Yeah, I'm going to accept all that money. Thank you very much. Like you think about a couple of years, like at, let's say 2017, 2018. Like we were talking about Julio Rodriguez. Like we we were talking about Cody Bellinger. Like how we would probably talk about Julio Rodriguez. Case in point, at the age of 22, okay, age of 21, Cody Bellinger, 933 OPS. 22, 814 OPS. 23, 1,035 OPS. As a 23-year-old, an MVP, yeah, guaranteed, 47 home runs. Now, 2019 was weird um, with with the juice baseball and stuff, but still, 95 strikeouts to 100 or 108 strikeouts to 95 walks. We're talking about a 300, 400, 600 guy here. 
And then he goes from that to 799 OPS, 542 OPS, and this past year, 654 OPS. Woof. Yeah. You're you're a rookie of the year winner. You're an MVP through the age of 23. And then you put up a three-year, three years in a row where you, I mean, he must have averaged maybe like a 670 OPS, maybe a 630 OPS. I don't know what the average is there for the three years, but it's bad. Not good, but just put it in perspective, like where a club, if they if they believe in a player that much that young, I think it's impressive because you just don't see it all the time. And, you know, it doesn't always turn out well, but some players like Acuna, Ozzy, Aldi's like, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I don't think you should take it for a grain of salt when you're looking at cards too. If you see a big deal like that, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe I can put some money in this player if if a club believes in them that much because they're spending all that money on scouting and evaluations and all that other stuff too. That I don't know. You know what's weird? Hmm. Cody Bellinger's um, his pole center and oppo field percentages really haven't changed <clears throat> from early career till today. His ground ball percentages haven't really changed all that much all things considered from early career to today, nor has his fly ball or line drive uh, line drive was significantly lower than previous years, but not at, you know, it's tied for the lowest with his second year, which he's still at an 800 plus OPS. His exit velocity um, is a mile per hour slower than his rookie season or not even a mile per hour slower in the last three years than his rookie season. And like, one and a half miles per hour slower than his MVP season. But his problem is his batting average and balls in play dropped off a rock, dropped off like a rock. His isolated power dropped off like a rock. His home run percentage dropped off like a rock. His strikeouts skyrocketed um, and his walk rate plummeted. Strikeouts raising, walks plummeting and Betting average balls in play dropping and isolated power dropping, despite everything else about his batted ball profile staying the same. Just interesting. That's, that's why approach at the plate is why, you know, when we talk about prospects and all that, approach at the plate is the biggest thing because it creates consistency because all these guys have the talent, right? Like we see the, the one-offs, a guy have a great year and it's a one-off year and then, you know, we don't really hear about him after that. But the guys with great approaches – those are the ones that are consistent. Like, mm-hmm. I, I got to see it with Miggy, luckily, you know, throughout throughout his time with the Tigers. Like, you just see it with the approach. It is such a huge factor, and we don't talk about it enough in cards. Like, I don't – it's barely talked about in cards. Um, but just in baseball alone, like, it's just – it's huge. It's, it's huge. You have to have – obviously, you have to have all the categories, you know, power, all – like, speed, all that matters, but – at the end of the day, approach is what creates that consistency. Here's a here's a fun one. All time Cody Bellinger. Um, all time Cody Bellinger. <coughs> Tops update rookie PSA ten prices here for PSA ten. All time, we're talking about a negative seventeen percent growth. 
all time. First sale came in higher than what it is today. And then it got all the way up to a high of $453. Isn't that insane? Wild. Like, we're talking about a dude who just, like, skyrocketed. Now, yeah, 2020, 2021, can't really count those prices, but, um, I mean, even in 2019, before sky prices skyrocketed, we're ta- still talking about a 60, average $65 PSA 10 here. Who would have seen that one coming? It's crazy. Wild. Wow. Anyways, um, we probably won't get to the second part of this because we're already at 40 minutes and there's no way we finish that within 20 minutes here. Yeah. So, uh, Jimbo, I think we're going to be done for the day. We really did talk 40 minutes. Uh, we covered we covered multiple guys, actually. But yeah, we did. We did good this time. Give us a high five, dude. High five. high five. <laughs> by and large, by and large, <laughs> 40 minutes for two guys. I like it. Yes. Um, But for those of you at home, what I would say to take away from this today is just keep your eye out for Wander Francos. Now, I don't know what the economy is going to do next year. We have we all have our thoughts and our feelings on what might happen, right? But we don't actually know. Um, and, uh, y- you know, I, I think personally I am trying to, you know, bank on being a little bit less risky and a little bit more like, in control of my money, right? So I'm mm-hmm. not going out there and buying like O'Neill Cruz. Would I love O'Neill Cruz? Yes. If he gets cheap enough, sure. But he's a little bit too risky for me, which is why I'm thinking Wander. Right. Um now will I go out and buy Wander? I don't know. Maybe. I might buy one or two, but I probably won't go overboard, even though I know it's a good buying opportunity from everything we've said because of of the current climate that we are in. Um that being said, you know, it's it's do your research Invest what you're comfortable losing, you know, and uh, I think you'll do all right. And I definitely think, I mean, I am going to try to buy some Wander. I'm sure Jimbo is going to try to buy some Wander. So, like, don't go buying Wander because I told you to or because I am. At least, you know, do your own thinking and say, "Ah, I don't, I I hear the stats, but I still don't, I just don't believe in them. All right, then don't buy Wander, you know. But uh, But at least maybe use but maybe use that same thing that we did the same process of looking all that up and not saying necessarily by wander, but do what we just did with other players. And maybe you find someone else that's like a one or whoever that you feel like is a good buy. Like maybe, yeah, that's, that's what I would suggest. Yeah. Use the process. Trust the process. Yeah, they, which all that trusting them. the process has gotten them to a team that is not nearly as good as the Bucks. So, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> Love it. All right. That awesome. being said, Jimbo. One last thing. Yes, sir. So, uh, we are recording this on Veterans Day. Yep. I want to do a shout out. Extremely grateful for everyone that has served, served or is serving, um, and also all the families. I know you know that that takes a lot as well. Um, and I just wanted to, to share the appreciation that, that I have um, for for everyone out there that that is served or have, have served. So, yes, uh, that is a good point. I did shout that out on my daily slab. But I didn't think about shouting it out twice, but you can do that. You can shout it yes. out again. Um, 
you know, my my grandpa, both grandpas, one grandpa was in the army, the other grandpa was in the Marines, my dad was in the Marines. My brother is currently in Italy right now, uh serving overseas and and you're not wrong, it is hard. It is hard on my uh sister-in-law and nieces and nephews, you know, having their dad gone um and every military kid goes through that where their dad is going to be gone for if you're deployed you know six months nine months if you're on mm-hmm. ship for six months or three months um whatever it might be you know it's 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 definitely tough i know uh i know uh, a a friend of ours is in the air force he's a pilot and uh he'll just get a call and he'll be like all right you got to go in 24 hours and his wife's like all right i my husband's gone for two weeks just yeah you get a 24 hour notice and it's like, that's tough. But all those people are doing, um, are serving the country, uh, in ways in which, you know, I have not. Um, and it it is appreciated. So same here. So, uh, thank you. Thank you everyone for your service. Thank you. Everyone. Thank you to those who have served. Mm -hmm. Thank you everyone for listening to today's dinging, dinging corners. And uh, thank you, Jimbo, for hopping on and talking with me. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And deuces. Deuces. Bye, guys. There he is. See you.